Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. The driver's seat. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. It was all about ovals this week on The Driver's Seat. It's the catch-up edition across Australia. Together, we are building Australia. Thanks to Kubota. And yes, round nine of the A-Series took us to the Michigan International Speedway, and it was high speeds and high stakes on the high-speed oval. But let's kick off this week's catch-up edition with our feature interview for IMR Insurance, the tradies mate called 1-3 IMR, 2007 Supercars champion and three-time Bathurst winner Garth Tander joined us this week for Race 1 at Michigan. Yeah, good evening. Thank you very much. Uh, any, any thoughts on Stevie Johnson's healthy diet? <laughs> that sentence doesn't make any sense. Stephen Johnson and healthy diet. Garth's known me for way too long, so I can't even argue with him. <laughs> hey, mate, um, made massive news through the week, um, and I know everyone's probably spoken to you about it, but obviously the the demise of Holden, and we sort of knew, and, and the, the interview with Roland, when it all sort of come to the head uh, when you guys were down at Talon Bend um, for the start of the season, it, um, it wasn't a shock, but... Um, I probably didn't expect it to be that brutal, to be honest, and, and, and finish basically at the end of the year. Yeah, look, mate, it was a very an, a very abrupt end, wasn't it? So mm. um, obviously with Holden's announcement that they're out of the Australian market at the end of this year was, um, yeah, look, we knew, I, I mean, I had a feeling that Holden were going to be leaving the market sometime in the next three to five years. Yeah. But for them to announce it with a pretty abrupt end, so in February announcing that's it, we're out at the end of December, for a brand that's been part of the fabric for so long, um, you know, obviously from a motorsport perspective, but also just a general motoring perspective, having been around for so long, for to be such an abrupt end was um, got, caught pretty much everyone on the hop, even the dealers, you know, even the Holden dealers who... Yeah. Um, you know, uh, even as the announcement was made, we're making big investment in upgrading Holden dealerships and all the rest of it on the back of um, signing new dealer contracts and all the rest of it. So, uh, yeah, look, it's a real shame. It's a shame for, obviously, the thousands and thousands of current Holden employees um, and past employees. Um, it's one of those brands that, you know, you become quite rusted onto. I mean, I guess yeah. that's probably part of the Australian fabric, isn't it, with a Ford 
you know, especially with your family, Steve, with the Ford connection and then, mm. you know, and the Holden connection that other families have. You either grew up a, a red family or a blue family. So, yeah, um, yeah disappointing, shame, uh, sad, you know, a whole range of emotions. But ultimately, 31 December, they're gone. So that, that's how it is. Yeah. Mate, um, and I know, obviously, I, you know, I know a lot of the the V8, I guess, circus, you'd call it, and most of the guys in it. And, and I, you know, whether it be good or bad media that, you know, people like Roland or Ryan Story or any of these guys get, um, you know, I respect Roland. I've known him for a long time. We're quite good mates, even though I'm on the blue side and, and he, he's been on both. So um, it's obviously, even for him, such a smart bloke to to run what he run run what he does um, and get what he gets. He really uh, it's still got to have been a bit of a worry for him. You know what I mean? Like I mean, a lot of guys worry about sponsorship and this and that. And when you know sponsors drop out, I mean that's got to have been a bit of a worry for him. But f- but for me, I sort of believe that you know he's smart enough and and he's he's well trained enough to be able to get through that and, and press on next year. But it's still that's sort of stuff still got to worry even the best of them like Roland doesn't it yeah well I think that's you know comes back to the abruptness of the decision and you know certainly when GM in America were making the decision for what was happening in Australia with Holden you know motorsport probably wasn't at the forefront of that decision making process it was probably yeah. you know it was probably up there but it wasn't you know it wasn't one of the top three uh, factors when it came to, to making a decision on, on pulling out of the Australian market so the abruptness, I think, you know, as I said, caught a lot of people, um, no, I wouldn't say short, but surprised by the abruptness and, and the, yeah. the quick turnaround of, of shutting operations down. Um, but, yeah, look, um, oh, Roland's a, a smart operator. He, um, you know, he, he can put deals together. Um, if anyone in, in the supercar business can put a deal together to run something in the future, whatever it may be, Roland's the guy. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the abruptness caught everyone by surprise, but um, ultimately, the, the you know the, the the final decision of actually pulling out of the market wasn't a surprise. It was just the timing. So, Garth, what do you reckon twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three will look like? I mean, we're obviously we're a long way away from being able to put a new uh, car together. Gen three is a bit away. What are we going to be cheering for? Holden Commodores, or have we got new manufacturers coming in? What's your inside there? What do you think's going to happen? When did you say? 22 and 23? Yeah. Even 21. Gee. 21, mate. Oh, not, how about, how about yeah, 21? Yeah, well, next year. this I'm season mate, goes I mean, into 2021, don't forget. So the, the current COVID world we live in at the moment, everyone's just worrying about what's happening next week, let alone what's happening <laughs> <That's> <laughs> two and a half, three years away. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, look, in reality, I don't know. Um, I, I would imagine you will still see Holden Commodores on the Supercars grid in 21 um, because just the team's investment of um, of the current Commodore doesn't make any sense to, to, to go and do a, a new car for, for one year and, and with the potential of the Gen 3 regulations coming on stream potentially in 22. It's still, still yeah. not done, but potentially in 22. I'll always... Um, scheduled to come out in 23, the Gen 3 generation, or will set. But, you know, they're trying to bring that forward now, obviously, in the wake of the Holden announcement. But the problem you've also got now is that teams are running very, very close to the wire getting through this COVID-19, you know, um, isolation period where there's been no racing and therefore no business. So, 
you know, they've got to walk a very fine line, supercars, of teams being able to fund a new build for 22 while still recovering of what's going to be happening in 2020 from a financial point of view. So how that all plays out, I don't know. To get back to your question about what they're going to be cheering for, I haven't got the faintest clue because <laughs> um, I wouldn't say it's a lay down that you'll be cheering for a Mustang in 22. Um, so, um, yeah, look, there's some challenges ahead. Um, what other? There are other manufacturers that have sniffed around um, supercars in the past and they're probably still lingering. But, um, you know, there's a fair difference between getting a manufacturer to sort of half show a bit of interest and sort of um, flirt, if you like, um, as opposed to, you know, signing on the line and committing financially and, and, um, and infrastructure-wise. So I don't know. Honestly, to answer your question, I don't know what we'll be cheering for in 22 and 23. I don't, I don't think – I think you're right. I don't think anyone does at the moment, and I don't even think we know from a business point of view globally what, what auto manufacturers are going to play in the, space, in the motorsport space, where they're going to play, how they're going to play, whether they can play. It's going to be a very interesting world coming into uh, 21, 22, 23. Mate, stepping away from supercars, I want to talk TCR, ARG. They've obviously announced in the last seven-odd days that we're going racing come August. You found yourself in a few TCR rounds last year. Are we expecting to see you in the Audi again moving forward. You've been doing the E-Cup. Are we going to see you uh, in the compressed season uh, this year in TCR? Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, the plan this year was always to do the full championship in TCR. Uh, so um, the, that plan hasn't changed as far as I know. Um, but in reality, um, the race team, uh, the team owner... And everyone's been, and I have all been in isolation. We haven't spent a lot of time talking about what the plans are for the rest of the year. But um, yeah, I'd expect that we'll run um, for the for JMEC Racing, uh, Melbourne Performance Centre in the Audi for the rest of the TCR Championship. Uh, like you said, they just announced a revised calendar starting in Sydney in August. Um, so that's um, that that'll be cool to get to finally get racing again. It feels like. It even feels longer than the normal Christmas off-season at the moment. It does. Normally, you finish sort of driving a race car in December sometime and then sort of testing late January, getting ready for the 12-hour. So that's sort of only a month and a half, two months. This will be, you know, three, four months of break. So uh, looking forward to getting back in the seat and, and going driving again. So, uh, yeah, look, the, the ARG calendar looks good. Um, Actually, a double-header, Garth, at Tasmania too, which is quite Tassie. cool well, at the end of the well, year. Double header? Was, did you mean that as a double on <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to pick up on that. Yeah. I was wondering if you were going to pick up on that one. Very Just nice. a bit of dry nice. Dick Johnson humour coming out there. Yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah it'd be that good to get down to Tassie and um, see all Steve's mates and, um, um, <laughs> and, uh, and do that race. Um, it'd be a bit of a unique event, that one obviously racing mm. um, on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, down there, Tuesday being Australia Day, um, which we'll be racing at uh, Tassie, at Simmons Plains, I think it is, and then uh, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, at the end of that week, off to Baskerville. And I don't know, Steve, have you ever been to Baskerville? I've never been there. I've seen a picture of it. But yeah, I haven't been, been there. there. Maybe maybe you need to give JB a ring and, and go through his his, <laughs> his beta tapes and his, and his VHS tapes yeah, and see some of, of his racing. Super vision. Yeah. <laughs> super 8 camera mounted to the roll loop of some old Elson. Or <laughs> yeah. Some guy holding on to it, the original race cam. <laughs> hey, uh, there's some talk about doing a state of origin 
type affair at Baskerville where they're going to use the Trans Am cars. They're going to have a bunch of Tasmanian drivers and then uh, get a couple of mainland drivers and stick those those guys into the cars as well. Would you be up for being part of the mainland team driving a uh, Trans Am around Baskerville? Um, I don't know. I haven't heard about that. Um, I don't know. It depends with, uh, if it's just mainland versus Tasmania or do we all have our own state or... No, no. So, I think it's just mainland at this stage, although who knows? Okay. They're still coming out with details. So I think Stevie yeah, no, J's going to jump know. into my Trans Am. So it'll you be know, interesting to see. If Stevie in it, then I'll definitely have a go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, we're both from the mainland. We're on the same team. <laughs> and you guys don't have to pay for damage. So have at it, boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, actually, to answer your question, I haven't been there. So I've seen some vision of it and stuff. So. Uh, it looks it looks quite cool, but um, right. what a Trans Am's like, what a TCR car, is, it's quite undulating, I, I believe. So uh, yeah. I think it'd actually be quite cool to drive around. It's sort of almost reminiscent of a, a little Malalar or something like that, but a bit a bit faster from what I understand. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, so looking forward to getting down there <laughs> for that um, in a TCR car. Um, and, yeah, obviously going into next year as well, same as the Supercars Championship, which I think is probably inevitable, really, given the, having to compress so much into the back part of the year. Um, and I think also for TCR and the ARG group in general, um, racing on Australia Day, um, you know, I think there's potential for some good TV numbers on the back of that as well. So, and also from a, from a local crowd perspective, it's obviously public holiday. Um, and being a Tuesday, I'm sure that everyone will make it into the Great Australian Long Weekend and take Monday off as well. So, um, yeah, I think there's potential for uh, for some good attendance at the events, uh, as well as um, some good TV to come out of it uh, in early January. I tell you what, I reckon you could both give Luke Yulden a call. I've got a memory that he drove an Audi TCR car at Basketville yeah. when they yeah, were first uh, mooted as coming to Australia. So you could mm. you could give Ten Tenths a call and see what he says. 11 tenths. 11 tenths. 11 oh, that's tenths. right. It was 10 tenths until he hit the wall at Bathurst. No, it was, no, it was, it was 11 always tenths. 11 tenths. Now he's 10 tenths. Now he's 12 tenths, maybe. <laughs> 12 tenths. <laughs> 12 tenths. Hey, mate, just uh, before we go, we're about to start uh, the first E-Series supercar race. Um, you've been obviously doing the uh, the TCR E-Series, and mm. uh, you, ha- you have been feeding me, but it's all about the equipment. You've got some really good stuff, and I haven't. Uh, so that's, that's yep. why he's beating me there. The but, hey, I've noticed, actually, Steve. Steve, I've noticed the nights that Jet's racing, it's more, that car's more competitive than the nights that you're racing. Are you guys using the same equipment, or has Jet got better equipment mm, as well? We might be. We might be. Yeah. <laughs> Jet's, Jet's got a couple of pillows behind him and beside him to fit yeah. in the cockpit, though. No, no Jet fits in it well. It's like me. It's like fitting a tuna in a sardine can. It's like you know, not... you're talking about you're talking about Steve's diet before. We were giving each other a hard time at the Oran Park round. He was complaining they had too much success rate the weight, and so um, Steve's been carrying success weight for the whole time I've known him. So um, <laughs> successful man. I'm just so difficult for I'm myself. I was surprised that it translated into the simulation world as well, but some, apparently it has. It's just you know, people don't realise just how, how how close the simulators are these days to the real thing. But but um, uh, we got we got a an enduro race coming up um, tomorrow night and tomorrow uh, night yeah yeah tomorrow night. So I'm I'm obviously racing with Jet. We got a two hour race at Bathurst. Garth's got his real life enduro co driver SVG uh, that's going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, partner him oh, wow. how how um how are you gonna feel when he's two seconds faster than you in the same gear 
Oh. Why do you think I hired him, mate? Why do you think I hired him? <laughs> That's why do you think I hired him? He's, like he's like the unofficial simulator, e-racing world champion. He's been he in, is. won everything he's been in. So he's been amazing, uh, hasn't he? With the with the yeah, rally cross, yeah. like he won. He won the, a yeah around the world rally cross the other night. And he's been racing in, a, in the American series and been on the podium there. Yeah. It's actually not him, it's his cat. It's his cat. (laughs) His cat races. That's why he's been so good. Haven't you guys seen it? He's been like cracking the last four weeks. It's been his cat, mate. This is getting stupid now. Uh, Garth Tander from Red Red Bull Racing. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Driver's Seat Gazai Racing. Cheers, guys. See ya. Garth Tander was our feature interview. Thanks to IMAR Insurance, the tradies, mate. Call 13IMAR or visit imar.com.au. This is the driver's seat for Kubota Building Australia. And if you want to join the guys live during the E-Series next week, rev up your smartphone and tune in with the driver's seat app, available in the App Store. This is the driver's seat for Kubota Building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat catch up. We do it thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter and together we're building Australia right now. It's time for our Bendix Brakes big moment. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. If you want cleaner wheels, fit Bendix Brakes. We had a very unique big moment uh, this week. The lads caught up with Scott Pye from DeWalt Racing mid-race. Well, race 28 uh, has just started in Michigan. We're hoping any moment now to uh, cross to car 20. He should be there hey, right you're on now. Board. You're on board with him right now. Hello. Oh, we're on board. Hey, DeWalt <laughs> Racing, Scotty Pye. Mate, there's, a bit, there's a bit going on here. <laughs> He's in P7 <laughs> at the moment. on the, uh, the old proverbial a few times so far tonight. And um, <laughs> I just found the wall. But, uh, mate, we've had a real lucky run so far through the carnage, but... Such a oh. tricky, uh, tricky course. This one. It's all about staying out of trouble still at the moment. Is it? Is it flat out the whole way, Scotty? Or do you have to actually? No, nah, use... mate. No, it's not. No. Nah. So got some fast cars around me at the moment. We got Anton and Scotty just in front, but no, nah, it's not flat, which makes it real tricky. So yeah, okay. Well, I hopefully keep, we can... uh, I keep making a little mistake at the last like, turn three and four actually with that lifting because as the tyres degrade, I just did it then again. I've done it a bunch in the first race, but. Tires start to wear out, and you've got to start to drop it a little bit lower and have a bigger lift. But um, the aero wash isn't too bad. But, yeah, tires are definitely degrading pretty quick. Scotty, is this something that you enjoy doing, the ovals, or would you rather be at Bathurst or uh, Phillip Island? Or is it we, – we sort of described earlier that this is so different for you guys. It must be exciting. I went in the oval this week. I voted for the oval, but uh, simply so that I could have some fun racing some other things during the week and I'd have to spend a week testing um, <laughs> if I'm honest but I actually do love the oval I enjoy it so I'm not wasn't complaining when uh, when my vote was was the most popular so uh, yeah I think it's, I actually I did say that earlier in the podcast mate uh, you're I've gone high on Rick here oh you're going high we can see that there's a bit of oh, there's oh. a car on the wall oh big oh, oh big hits. Hits. Oh. so the, the monster oh. energy car let me hang on we're still going. Man, yeah, I've got to right. in that one. Made it through. Oh, oh, oh. it's all shot. going on behind it's you, Scotty, great. let me tell you. Great, we can hear Berkey in the background giving you some uh, <laughs> some spotter advice there, which is fantastic. Mate, just quickly, wanted to touch on something that we're starting to push uh, between yourself, myself, and Shane Van Gisbergen called the debrief. It's something <laughs> that we're just starting up now. Um, we're getting a lot of traction, a lot of people listening to what we're doing and just basically the three of us having a mate's chat about racing. And when this E-Series is finished, we're actually going to start doing it with the real racing, aren't we? Exactly, mate. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, the racing's serious tonight and everything, but uh, for me, it's all about the fun, having chats like we are now, taking it for what it is, especially while everyone's having a pretty tough time. You know, there's a lot of people struggling out there, so we want to try and offer some entertainment, have some fun. It's a, is that a shunt, Berkey? Uh, yeah, just uh, they're in the middle. They're in the, go down to the bottom. Oh. <laughs> How good is it to have a spotter? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Did you say go high or go low? I can't uh, he, said go low. Low. he said go low, <laughs> but Scotty, <laughs> Scotty missed that it by going high. Well done. done. Hey, Lloyd. It's hey, hi. Jamie. Hey, hi. <laughs> Mate, you guys have joined at the best time. How about that? Um, but yes, back to the debrief. So it looks like there's going to be plenty of good chat tonight after this race. But it is, uh, you know, it's all about just trying to have some fun at the moment. And um, yeah, for sure, when it goes back to real racing. I'm sure there'll be plenty of, of stuff to talk about. And I think it's a podcast that is uh, is going to be more unique and interactive than anything that's ever been done before because we're going to put up some races uh, in the debrief and you'll be able to come join myself, Steve, and um, SVG every week and then hopefully some special guests every other day in between, which will be cool. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Bit of fun. Um, I was going to put up earlier, we've actually got... We got the son of a legend. We got the second best Kiwi, and we got the Outlap King. How about that for a lineup? I was going to put it up, but I thought Shane might be upset with being called the second best Kiwi. <laughs> Go on, do it, do, do it. it. I'll do back it. you. Hey, mate, if I back you and you back yourself, Shane's out outvoted out of the three of us, so we're good. <laughs> Where's he running at the moment? I can't see him on the order. Um, uh, three spots behind us. Oh, oh, here we go. This is going to make a really good. You block, mate. You make sure you block <laughs> your butt off. What you can't see, what you can't see, Scotty, is Stevie J's just sent a message directly through to SVG. So uh, just be careful, mate, because he is coming at you. <laughs> Everyone's been saying that I'm playing his rear gunner. Maybe I should prove a point here and just fence mate, him. Maybe you should <laughs> do it. Just send him. Uh, oh, yellow, yellow, yellow. yellow. Oh, safety car. We can have a good old chat now. Is this for uh, a competition caution or is this? Uh, uh, what's I don't this know. I think it's because my palms are too sweaty. I needed a breather for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have had another crash behind us, have we? I don't know. How the hell yeah. did we get back to P12? We've been like up and down the order. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, we're going to pit under yellow too, but, uh, just by the way. Whoa, we're going to yep, pit. Copy. So, uh, that was an early so Shane's obviously behind you now. So it, no. it must actually be Shane driving because Mickey, his cat, was driving the race, first race <laughs> and he come through and had a win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, how long is this going to go for, Berkey? Do you reckon we can get two stops done under the safety car? We, oh, we, know, we only need times. to do one. Oh, that's race three. Never mind. See, this yeah. is why you have spotters, guys. So live strategy here on the driver's have... seat tonight on SEN. Look <laughs> at hey, that. I'd have pitted twice in this race and royally screwed myself. But anyway. <laughs> you only need to pit once, mate. Yeah. Copy, lad. I'm sure, you know what, if we weren't live on the radio, I'm sure Berkey would have said something way different to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could imagine. I have to be very oh. careful because I've got the Twitch stream as well going on, so... Yeah, yeah. It's like, it, there's a lot going on, isn't there? Political so, correctness um, isn't something we worry about, just the language, that's all. Yes, <laughs> all yeah, right. exactly. Well, Scotty, best of luck for the rest of the race. Uh, watch out for SVG. He's uh, Sorry, guys, not no, far behind this lap. Yeah, yeah pip, box, box, box. They're going in. They're going in. Everyone's going in. We've got to make sure that everyone jump on to I, a, I can't see my guy. Oh, someone's been turning pit lane. I can't actually see my pit guy. Here he is. There's, the there's my ninja. Team. Here he is. Oh. That was Holdsworth that got uh, turned in the lane. There we go. Scotty Pye, live while he's racing tonight. Mate, thanks for your time on the driver's seat, guys. Thank you. racing. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes, Australian technology for all weather confident braking. You listen to the driver's seat catch-up edition across Australia for Kubota. Together, we're building Australia.
This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. You're listening to the driver's seat catch up across Australia and throughout the BP Supercars All-Star E-Series. Matt and Steve will be live on the driver's seat app. You can grab it from the App Store and Google Play. Next week is the last round of the E-Series as it wraps up at Oran Park and Bathurst. And it's been a massive success for supercars. We caught up with eSports journalist Trevor Long about the rapid growth of eSports around the world. Trevor Long is his name uh, from EFTM.com. Trevor, welcome to the driver's seat, Goes I Racing. Boys, I'm strapped in. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, have you stretched? You're strapped in? You're hydrated, ready to go? Do you know what? I, um, I'm loving eSports more than anything because I've, I've been lucky enough to do a couple of hot laps uh, in the passenger seat of things like Vert Supercars. And while I love... Who, who with, actually? Just, just quietly. Who with? Uh, I did one with Garth Tander at uh, Eastern Creek and I did oh, one with... Uh, <laughs> Might have been Murph, Greg Murphy at the, oh, at the Sydney, shame. Sydney uh, circuit. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 much better just to sit back and enjoy it from the driver's <laughs> seat. Like watching these guys. This is the thing I think people don't understand about esports. You know, esports is a multi-million-dollar thing around the world. There are tournaments, there are huge prize monies, but unfortunately, for motorsports, it's not been a big thing. It's basically shoot 'em up games that are yeah. that are most most like popular. Call of Duty or Counter that sort of Strike, thing. Call of Duty, Fortnite. Yeah. There's a thing called Dota. There's some serious gamers out there. This is these are you know people that are stuck in their basements, you know, loving shooting people and just having a great time in, in gaming. Whereas esports like iRacing is a much more much more involved sport, and unfortunately, it hasn't had that kind of prize money behind it. And I reckon. I reckon COVID-19 has, as you just said, propelled it to the point where it could become, uh, you know, a secondary, you know, tertiary category for us. Because I've got to be honest, I think I've watched more supercars esports than I did supercars last year. I mean, it's it's just insane how, and I've been involved in esports just on and off. I've seen it, I've understood it, I've raced iRacing. Mm. Um as a bit of fun with my mates, um, but I didn't know how realistic it was. Um, hmm. This has just gone to another level, hasn't it? I mean, the racing and as you understand how close it really is. Um, and funnily enough, nine times out of ten, the cream of the crop in real life raised to the occasion in, in the East yeah. E-world. And, and I think the other thing it proves is that um, you can't just jump into these things. It's not, it's not just a computer game. And I think probably Rick Kelly and Jamie Wincup are the best examples of that. You know, they are great race drivers. Jamie <laughs> Wincup's a seven-time champion, right? Mm. But, you know, you, you've got to practice this thing. And that's what Gizzy and McLaughlin have done. They, they've been doing this for a while. They know how these things work. And I think people listening at home who've... Maybe they've played Formula One on the Xbox. Maybe they've maybe they've raced around Bathurst in Gran Turismo. I feel like I could cut a 205 at Bathurst. No dramas at all. <laughs> um, but I jumped onto iRacing. And I basically wasted my money. I, I can't get basically through the cutting. I mean, it's, it's very, very hard for me because it's, it's much more realistic. And I think when people see like Scotty McLaughlin set up and they realise this guy's got, these guys have all upgraded now to shifters that are from their V8 supercars. They are looking for the feel of their cars as best you can. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's a genuine um, training ground. I was talking to one of the um, Nissan Formula E drivers because they're doing a, a, an esports series as well now this guy i'm going to say i think his name was oliver roland um 
not a massive esports guy, but he's enjoyed it because he reckons it's keeping him his mind sharp. It's not practicing racing. Yeah, he's learning tracks and things, but it's keeping his mind sharp and keeping him focused on what he does. And so in a downtime like this, amazing to think that our sport can actually have that. Whereas, mate, you could be Cristiano Ronaldo and you can play FIFA. It's absolutely nothing like the real thing. Zero. Yeah. Nothing yeah, at all. Totally. Totally. And, and you can see that in the results we've just had then. SVG's just won his second race uh, for the evening. So, uh, you know, it doesn't From matter the whether they're on flat track or they're on ovals or they're in sims or whatever as they're all running into each other coming across the line having a bit of fun. Uh, yes, you're right. It does, it does translate across. Talent is talent. Speaking of talent, Trev, what sort of – I mean, from a – I don't know if you can do it, certainly from a car point of view or a racing mm. point of view, but from a, an eSports general point of view, what can one of these people, these e-athletes, gamers, can they earn a good living out of something, doing something like this as a living? You know, six months ago, if you asked me that question, like my son loves, you know, racing our sim and playing Formula One, but I don't see a career for, for him in it, certainly six months ago. But now I look at it <laughs> and I go, I think there's something going to come of this. Now, Oh, there's millions of dollars in the, the shoot-em-up games. Uh, big money, uh, because the tournaments are such that... And I went to a tournament in Sydney a couple of years ago, and this was held at, you know, the arena, Acer Arena or something, where they have the concerts, and it was packed, and it was wow. people chanting for their teams. It was an unbelievable atmosphere. It felt like a soccer atmosphere to me, you know, real chanting for their team. And they were cheering on, essentially, a terrorist versus police force kind of battle. Didn't feel comfortable as a father taking my son there. But that's where the money is, right? That stuff is being broadcast online to hundreds and thousands of people. The gaming companies are putting money behind it. That's where there is. There's an Aussie um, who is one of the top three earners in esports. Top three. He's like earned about six to seven million dollars in the course of a few years, right? Mm. But that's, you know, traveling around the world, that's going to these big tournaments, you know, he's doing okay. But it's, it's that cream of the crop thing. It's not like it's for everyone. But I just hope that we get a chance where... Like, I think Fox Sports should be looking at this and going, hang on a minute, we did okay um, on a Wednesday night outside yep. of season. What can we do? Um, oh, but but oh. the critical thing is both... both um, I think the eSports for Formula E and supercars mm. did well because they got their actual drivers involved. Whereas Formula 1... I get up every weekend to watch Formula One when it's on, but I haven't watched any of those races because it's not the real grid. It's like 30% of the grid and the rest of it's, you know, celebrity kind of thing. That doesn't cut it for me. And I think that's what the draw card has been to this event. It's our drivers racing our sport in a virtual world. Which I totally agree with you because we, when we first kicked this off a couple of weeks or, you know, eight weeks, nine weeks ago, we actually posed the question, should we invite wildcard, non-drivers, kids, all that kind of stuff to have a crack against the legends. And I disagreed with that. I said that it has to be our drivers. It's got to be the talent. You've got to have, well, yeah. And, I mean, I, I think I think Trev's absolutely right in what you say. You've got to be able to cheer for someone you know. Mm. If, if you put it's, Matt It's Kelden, been good to cheer for Max Verstappen or Lando or that. Yeah. There was a guy last week, wasn't there, who was, you know, he's an esports yeah, wildcard. competitor. He's he got in, right? Genius, <laughs> right? He, he's at it. But then you take him to Bathurst. And, like, Matt's a group's a good mate of mine, but... Jibri, Jibber is a driver on esports. Like it was just, it was a, it was an obstacle on the on the course. So, I mean, do I really want to? I mean, uh, I don't know. I felt like Bathurst was brought down a peg by the fact that it was just, you know, crash and tumble, and that's just not what our sport's about. So, yeah, I, I felt like the racing has been more exciting. I, I, you know what I've loved most? Jamie Wincup. He has gone yep. from being completely useless <laughs> at it 
to doing pretty good. Like all, all in all, useless. I think he'd be back pretty to happy useless again. <laughs> Unfortunately, Trent, <laughs> yeah. he's gone back to being useless again. I don't know about okay. that. I mean, he was. Come on, guys, be fair. He was running. <laughs> you was, bag him every week. <laughs> no, I don't. You do. You call, him the, you call him the old, the old Smith. guy. Yeah. You go look at. Look I at propose a legend. A legend. They're putting words into my mouth here. Yeah, he was running there in the top three or four, and he got taken out. But he was up the front. You just looked. It at was the a reverse bit. grid. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. <laughs> well, whatever. Stevie, That's what let, Stevie mate, I think it, I think it's critical we get a legends going here. Like, let's get a yes. let's get a race. Let's get the old man. Let's get a few old timers and see how they go behind us. Him. If we're going to have fun with it. Let's see how the old crew go. That's actually a good. You know actually, what? In fact, why don't, why don't our listeners text in and or call in and let yeah. us know who they'd like to see yes. in a legends sim race? Because the thing is, I'd love to see Glenn Glenn Seaton. Oh, yep. mate, I'd, I Cito. mean, where's Tony Long? I mean, there's a bunch of people that I grew up there's watching so on many. the track. Kevin Bartlett's still around. You know, Bondy's still around. So you get these guys on a sim as <laughs> as much as they be that track, JB they'd JB. Be so bad. They would be, yeah. very, and I'm telling, I'm saying this respectfully. They would be terrible, and but you know but what? So I would be very surprised. I'd be very competitive. Like you could saw, you saw Crompton a few weeks back in the in the yeah. one at Bathurst. He just he got he got really cranky with it. <laughs> but you know what? I would be very surprised if it wasn't one of their highest rated uh, esports shows. If if no no, as in like if you get. You know the old man and oh, yeah. LP and all these be all the guys. I reckon it would absolutely nail what they're doing right now. The only problem with do, do two is races, we... not reverse grid, and you have you yep. know Steve, you can do half the race. Damage it's off. like a driver change, basically. Let's let's yep. let's make it so they've got a bit of you know let's let, let's let's have McLaughlin and Dick, or, or you know what I mean, like have have a have a, a, a true esports driver and a legend, so there's a bit of. Um, competitiveness and actual skill That's mixed brilliant. together. The only the only problem with all that is though, with all these legends, we'd have to do it at six thirty at night. Night before they have to go to bed at six thirty, seven o'clock. Mate, I don't know. Jeez, Dad might drive his best at eight o'clock when he's just about to go to bed after four hundred bourbons. I don't know. He's not watching Paul Murray. He's awake. Don't worry. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Oh, that's good, mate. Before you before you go, other than you know shooting games, what Hmm. what do you in the next five years? What do you see as the big esports? Yeah, I think we're going to see a trend towards the, the more placid style. I mean, Fortnite, while a lot of people have given it a bad reputation, it's not as blood and gut shooting as, as the, the, the big, most popular ones are. So hopefully we'll get a bit of a trend towards traditional sports, whether it's you know your NFL, your basketball, your FIFA, because those countries, Europe and, and America, will really want to push that. So hopefully there's a bit more push towards esports. And the bottom line is we need broadcast. We, we need it to be front of mind so that there's there's a bit of, bit of passion in it and there's a bit of uh, it's easy to follow i know these things are broadcast on youtube but there's nothing like just putting on you know foxtel it's, it's that easy for most people so yeah we've got to make it easy and i think we've got to normalize it a little bit more like we have with the supercars all right mate uh, appreciate your time trevor long oh, just a quick question for me mate before we go google pixel 4 any good mate <laughs> great fun but uh you know there's there you a lot go. of other options out there at that price point <laughs> <laughs> Where's Why can't he just leave it at great fame? Yeah, where's I'm... that? Ba-bong. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Appreciate your time tonight on the driver's seat. Cheers, boys. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, and together we're building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota, building Australia. And just a reminder, you can listen to Matt and Steve live on a Wednesday night from 7pm to 9pm Eastern Standard Time. 
hang out with the lads live during the E-Series and get the app. Before we go, it's time to open the doors to the Classic Cars Corner. This is the Classic Cars Corner with Malcolm Owens for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. How are you, Malcolm? I'm doing well. Sounds like you're the ringmaster tonight with a couple of clowns. It's been good entertainment. Oh, it is a three-ring circus, this one tonight, mate. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's horrible. Um, I like your, uh, your subject tonight, learning the lingo of car slang, uh, including Aussie's, Aussie expressions. Now, I had to ask the boys what one of these was tonight, and some of the examples you've given, may I get into them, Malcolm, and throw them at you? You may. Go through. Um, Hoon, I know that. Uh, actually, what sleeper? What, what, what sleeper? Sleeper's it, like a car that doesn't look like it's going to go very fast. But it does. But it's a rocket. Okay. So it's a car that, yeah, it might be very understated on the outside, like a, you know, like Matt's Peugeot with a supercharged V8 in it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you... <laughs> Listen to Owen's laughing down the line. Malcolm's actually got a sleeper. You've got a an 86 Crown or something, Corolla Toyota or something, Crown, Malcolm? Yeah. Toyota yeah. Crown, and you're putting what in it? A 2JZ twin turbo. <laughs> that, sir, is a sleeper. Geez, you don't see too many crowns. That'd be... Unless you're in Hong Kong, and, of course. they are all the taxis. And those, yeah, those 2JZs, Jace, you can... They're very, very... Well, not very simple, but quite easily to get 1,500 horsepower out of something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so Malcolm's, Malcolm's crown will be a sleeper. Right. I've got all the contacts, Malcolm, for uh, for the parts and setup for those two JGs, so give me a ring. Awesome, Malcolm. thanks. Well, better than a big block share of a Barrow or Cleveland because they um they can't really fit into the lighter cars, which is why it makes it so good. Sorry, uh, sorry, Jason. Sorry no, you're right, mate. No, mate, you're, no, it's your segment. A couple more. Uh, <laughs> slush box, which I've learned tonight is a gearbox, but is that a bad gearbox or just a normal gearbox? Uh, slush, slush box is an automatic. The term came about because the engine is connected to the drive shaft by fluid instead of a solid plate. So a lot of car enthusiasts hate it. They hate automatic transmissions. They're not as nearly as, as much fun. But it's strange that even in today's day and age where Tiptronic boxes are offered, so you can actually shift the gears manually, and the autos will now change far quicker than a manual, and you've always got the point that pretty much anybody under 30 can't drive a manual anymore. That's true. Mm. And the last one is one for Matt McKeldon. Oh, here we go. Uh, what is that, uh, Malcolm? Asphalt. I mean, asphalt. Yeah. So um, <laughs> just depends on how you want to um, how you want to pronounce it. But yeah, there's some crazy stuff out there. I mean, I mean, Hoon's a great one because uh, we all know that that Hoon's a, a crazy driver. And I actually found out today that that word originated from the film Mad Max. It was the first time it was used. Wow. So okay. nowadays, hooning is harder with speed cameras up every pole, and the cops even have a legislation for it and can um, seize your car. So you, we all know them. They, they go past you on the freeway. Usually ship boxes, lowered Commodores or Falcons. Wheels and stereos are worth more than the car. There's an array of stickers on it that says car caution. Caution cars frequently sideways, so they're telling you they yes. can't drive. One of those big R.N. Williams um, stickers. And something about coming horn, home the from corn, the bunny. Yeah. That's, that's the one, yeah. And something about coming home from the Bunnings Garden Centre, I don't know if you've read that one, it says no route, no rides. I'm really not sure what that means other than it must be about gardening. Oh, they've, um, they've been, it's cool, it's, yeah. green, it's green waste. Yes, yeah. Isn't it? yeah, yeah they've yeah, been yeah, to yeah, Murray yeah. and Cliff's, what was that, Murray That's and Cliff yeah. uh, Nursery? Cliff, Chris and Murray's. Yeah. That's right, they've been to yeah, Chris and Murray's. Chris uh, and Murray's, yeah. Some, uh, I don't know, some trees. <laughs> so an- another pretty cool one um, is a great expression is that'll buff out. 
So if someone has a prang that does damage to the car, their mates will go, no worries, bloke, that'll buff out, knowing yep. full well that they've got a lengthy rebuild. So typical Australian. But I'll tell you one pretty of my, much uh, my Mal, favorite... Pretty much like exactly what I said uh, to my old man when I uh, ended up tearing the whole side out of the supercar back at the AGP quite a few years ago. <laughs> Come back to the pitch and I said, I oh, don't worry, Dad, she'll buff out. Um, and, How do you take you know, that? Yeah. It, yeah, not very well, actually. No, he, I think he just cracked another bourbon and away he went. <laughs> this is a common thing with the old Dickie, isn't it? Um, uh, my, one of my favourite expressions is ricer. You know, for the obnoxious four-cylinder little Japanese cars, with huge spoilers and exhausts so loud that it shakes the windows. And it's not a compliment. Most of the modifications are pretty cheap and nasty, done after, you know, the young blokes have watched Tokyo Drift. So... The required equipment for a RISA is 5-inch exhaust tip on an otherwise stock exhaust system, a 4 million watt stereo, racing stickers, usually <laughs> running in a ridiculous amount of negative camber due to the yep. car being lowered by cutting the springs, wheels larger than fit in the wheel walls, a 3-foot aluminium wing, undercar neon tubing and a boost gauge is not connected to anything. <laughs> and, you, and you forgot about the, uh, the furry dashboard and the, and the dice hanging from the mirror. That's the one. So if we move over to um, um, what we like to call in the game a shitbox, which is a car of poor quality, usually from you, often with the pack granny spec, another couple of great Australian expressions. And now after 20 years, they're so unloved, usually dented and often rusty with a crappy interior. So these aren't worth saving because they haven't really been cared for and certainly aren't worth uh, restoring. So they're often referred to as, as a shit box or simply as a shitter. Um, if it's a Honda or Mitsubishi, maybe becoming a Ricer. Sorry, Malcolm. And, uh, Ma- Malcolm, yeah, sorry. Right. Sorry to interrupt. Interrupt. You do realise we're on radio. <laughs> live, live. Live radio. Yeah, but we have the shit box. Ra- R- Malcolm. That's, that's, <laughs> no, Malcolm. That's cool. Malcolm, please. <laughs> there are children listening. Anyway. Not good for picking that's up people. Lost it. That's lost it. Go ahead. So you want old Volvo Camrys and Magnus are good choices for your S box rally. There. Is that you. better? Yes. All right. Now, now, <laughs> now lift, lifting the tone somewhat is um, what we call the fart can, which is another way of customising a car, which looks like a drain pipe hanging off the back of the car. <laughs> um, often linked to a BS valve or a waste wastegate blow off. Sometimes. Um, a little four-cylinder turbocharged car that drives around the night, the roads at night, revving the um, off them and hoping someone will notice them. <laughs> so, this is hard. I've got to hold that. Matty, over, Matty's just fall off his chair, Malcolm. He'll be back. He'll be back with us in a second. Lucky we haven't got a webcam in here. <laughs> All right. Sorry, to finish Malcolm, off, I had to we just can leave use... the studio for a second. <laughs> we can use it. We can use it in a sentence as well, some of these Australian expressions, which I think you might appreciate. No, 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 just move on, Malcolm, please. (laughs) So the sentence is, despite new rubber, Matt found it a little loose in the rear end when when he'd blown the train. (laughs) That's all I got. Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. Is that it for tonight? You're all done. Yeah. I've got more. um, Must be the man who pays the bills, doesn't it? Boy, Malcolm, you're going to get a letter in the morning. All right, Malcolm. No, I'm not. Mate, it's always a pleasure having you uh, on the show. And uh, I'm sure the kids have now learnt some new words tonight yes. on the driver's seat goes iRacing. Yes. Mate, thank you for well, joining us. Nine o'clock. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. They should be in bed. bed. They should yeah, be in bed. bed. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. Who am I to say that? So, mate, <laughs> Maybe thank we'll you. Talk about cars next week. Yeah, could we? That'll be great. Yeah, okay. uh, Kubota, for over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter. Together, we're building Australia. Malcolm <laughs> Owens, we've all got tears in our eyes. We've loved that. Thanks for joining us tonight on The Driver's Seat Goes I Racing. Thanks for setting the tone, boys. That was the Classic Cars Corner. For Kubota. Building Australia. And that's it for this week's edition of the Driver's Seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together we are building Australia. Don't miss the final round of the E-Series next week as we head to Oran Park and Mount Panorama for the finale. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.